Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Hi, everybody. Thank you very much for your time today. And uh, say welcome. This is the Pebble Group's um, four-year results for 2022. Uh, Going to give you a sense of you know what's behind us in terms of our results, but also our strategy, what's in front of us in terms of direction and outlook. So my name's Chris. I'm the Chief Executive of Pebble. I'm very proud to lead the team uh, and do that. I've been with the business for over 20 years in, in various roles and sort of um, sort of ownership structures. And um, But, you know, kind of say really proud to lead the business. Been here a while and, you know, supported by Claire, our CFO. Yeah, so I'm Claire, the CFO. Like, you know, like Chris says, I'm very proud to be part of this team. And, and I've been here for 15 years, so it's a big, big part of my life. Okay. So we're going to um, trot you through about 20 minutes and, and uh, of, of a presentation. I'm very happy to take some questions at the end, but just kind of a bit of background regarding the industry we're in. So we're in the industry of promotional products, and it's a really big industry, you know, around about $50 billion worth of promotional products are sold throughout the globe on an annual basis. And why are promotional products used? Well, very proudly, got my brand edition water bottle here. Um, and that's because, you know, people like to, um, in businesses of all sizes, all sectors and all geographies, uh, want to engage with their their people, their stakeholders, and uh, make an emotional connection with them um, through the use of product. And so that has led, you know, over, you know, I say all sectors and all geographies to businesses, you know, proudly putting their brand on a product that they want to engage and kind of take forward uh, with their stakeholders. You know, in terms of using them well and doing it properly, I think you know, we kind of put um, four things in there for you to recognize. So first of all, you know, don't spend money on promotional products unless it's going to be a great product that kind of represents your brand properly and your user or the end audience is kind of very proud to take away and remember and reuse time and time again. So, you know, spend the money on something else. It's not about great products that's reused and somebody wants to keep and, and is useful for them. Then kind of moving around that chart, it's really important. It aligns with your brand values. You know, we're, we're sat in the offices here at Berenberg, our broker, and, and you know, they're kind of big user of promotional merchandise. And, um, and, and it's very important if they kind of stand for a quality business at kind of at the top of their industry, then actually the products bearing their brand should be exactly the same. And so great product aligns your brand values as an organization. But then absolutely, if that's at the front end, what's at the back end? And it's really important, you know, what materials is that product made of? And where does that product come from? And so that combination of those four things makes a product a very good one. And then kind of what do you get out of that? You get sort of um, stakeholder engagement, brand loyalty, and a memorable experience. And they're the kind of things that you know, why promotional products are used. You know, in terms of what does that give us as an industry and where does Pebble Group sit in? I talked about that 50 billion of products are sold on the overall market. Pebble Group has two businesses that we represent as Pebble. And so that is Facilis Group. So Facilis is a SaaS platform based in North America. And the sales that goes through that technology is about 1.4 billion. So um, the US market or North American market is around about 25 billion. So we see through our technology, you know, on a day-to-day basis, uh, 1.4 billion or 6% of the US industry is going through our technology. So we see, you know, what supplier that's from, what products that is, kind of what company that's from, and what company kind of and what brand that's going to. So it's great visibility of the industry through that technology. And, and our products business, Brand Edition, is kind of where my heritage is and kind of really proud to be part of that business. And that's at 0.1 billion, so 117 million pounds this year went through that business in terms of product sales. And that's just some of the largest and best known companies in the world, which we supply them on a global basis. 
So in terms of highlights for full year 22, again, another year of growth for a business. So a record year in terms of revenue and 16% overall. Cash generation is very important. We have no debt in the business at the year end, 15 million of cash. And that cash comes from two really cash generative businesses in Brand Edition and Facilis. And as we learn an awful lot from speaking to our investors, our advisors, and, and what we've been able to do now, we feel as though we're in a position uh, that we manage our cash really well. Uh, we're investing some back for growth, um, but also I think to show you know, our confidence and, and, and to all investors is to say, you know, we're happy to kind of put a dividend in there as well. Um, you know, it's not going to change anybody's lives in the short term, but it's a big statement that says, you know, we believe we're a business that kind of uh, give a return on an annual basis to, uh, to our shareholders. And that should be a growing number uh, going forward. So splitting our growth into our two businesses, Facilis Group, 31% revenue growth in sterling. That's a little bit less because in dollars, which is the base of the business because we had some exchange tailwind, which is, you know, we still welcome. And then you can see that 1.4 billion of GMV going through the system, a real kind of insight uh, into the industry. And brand addition, excellent performance of 15% revenue growth coming through, you know, that win, grow, retain, and repeat that strategy for those large corporates. And, uh, you know, what that business has done amazingly well is uh, through very difficult circumstances, is managed that business in a very narrow bandwidth around 30 points over the long term. And, uh, and had a great result um, in 2022 mm. uh, as well. Uh, so I think Claire's going to kind of walk us yep. through um, some of the, the numbers. Okay, thank you. So just sharing with you on a page, the direction of travel for the business. So this is all our key indicators and all moving forwards, which is uh, obviously nice to be able to share, you know, so that growing revenue translating into growing EBITDA and also as moving operating profit forward which you know, we'll, we'll come on to talk about it in a little bit, but we have been investing in our ambition for Facilis and but starting to take some of the amortisation on those products. But it's nice to see that operating profits moving forward as well. That translates into basic EPS is going up. And as Chris said, we've got two highly cash generative businesses and our cash is growing. This slide is hopefully quite helpful for you in understanding the different dynamics of the two businesses. So we've got the pie on the left-hand side is the revenue within the group. And so we've got our products business in brand edition, and that's the dark blue slice of the pie, and that's the lion's share of revenue. But then our platform business, Facilis, where we've got SaaS revenues, is a much smaller slice of the revenue chart. But when you move across to the right-hand side, you can see that the fantastic EBITDA margins that we generate at Facilis Group mean that we're kind of roughly split 50-50 in terms of EBITDA across both businesses in the group. And this is our PL, kind of there for the record. So we've said already, you know, our revenue growth was 16%, EBITDA growth was 17. And, you know, so that's coming through growing the number of customers in our business, both at Brand Edition and at Facilis. And, and also, again, we've, we've, we've alluded to it, but, you know, Brand Edition has been really successful this year in maintaining its margins in what's been a, you know, a difficult climate. So when we, when we talk to investors and, and people who are interested in our business, we always point to that 30% gross profit margin in Brand Edition and the team have been really successful in achieving that this year. Below EBITDA, I've just alluded to the incremental DNA that's coming through from our investment into new products at Facilis. And you can see our charges move forward this year. And then we've also got share-based payments. This is the first time that we've had three LTIPs up and running. So we're now at our run rate and the level that we'd expect going forward. Cash flow, dead simple, nice and clean. We've got the incremental EBITDA, like working capital brand edition is a products business and it does require working capital to support those sales as it grows. So that's, you know, a proportionate 
level of investment with the increases in volumes, but there is some investment in working capital there. And you can see that on the cash flow statement. And then the CapEx is the other kind of interesting piece of this statement, which is which is linked to our uh, strategic ambition to uh, scale for Silis Group. And we'll go into that in a little bit more detail as we move through the presentation. When you look at our group balance sheet, it's really all about brand addition. So the working capital that facilities, you know, there's barely any working capital in there. It's highly cash generative and working capital light model. So our working capital is brand addition. Brand addition is working with some of the best known brands in the world. If we talk to you about our customers at brand addition, then you will recognize every one of those names. And so those names sit behind the assets on our balance sheet. So we, we hold stock, but that's stock that's underwritten by our clients. So if there's a brand change or a contract termination, then our, our customers buy that stock back from us. So we, we don't carry any risk with our inventory. Uh, same with receivables. You know, those of you who have listened to me before on these presentations, you always say, if we invoice correctly, then we get paid. And so whilst our working capital grows with growth in brand edition, um, it's, you know, it's very it's high quality working capital that translates into cash. Increasingly getting asked the question, how are we going to, you know, use the cash that we generate in the business? So I've introduced this slide for the first time this year. So just kind of running down the left hand side, one to five. And, you know, that's very deliberately ordered to say this is how we see our priorities. So kind of number one, it's nice to have some cash on the balance sheet. And I think the level of cash that we had at this year ends so of 15 million, it feels like a you know, a reasonable number for us to be, uh, you know, for us to be holding. And, and that feels like a sensible position for the group. Touched on it a couple of times already. We need some um, cash to invest in working capital, but that will be proportionate to the uh, to the level of growth in sales. And, you know, very the teams are very disciplined around maintaining their metrics around working capital, but there, there will be a little bit there. CapEx, I'll come on to in a minute in a little bit more detail, but we are investing to deliver our strategic ambition for Facilis Group. Number four, we've implemented a dividend policy that for the first time, a dividend payment this time. And it's our intention that that payment will be progressively increased as we move towards the position we set out at IPO, where we said that we'd look to pay 30% of profit after tax. And I think, again, as Chris has said, it's really important to us to signal you know, our confidence in the business, demonstrate our ability to manage cash. And you know, we're very used to doing that. And so starting on the journey of making a dividend payment hopefully gives that signal to everybody else. And then, you know, there are other things that we can look at to do with our cash after that. But these are our these are our objectives. What I'm trying to show on the right hand side is how we are investing in Facilis Group in particular at the moment and split the CapEx expenditure that's going on. Conscious that we're at the peak of that investment now, but wanted to also signal very clearly that that is investment that's associated with a strategic ambition and looking to get us to the 50 million ARR expectation in the next two to three years at Facilis that we've talked about over the last few years. And also kind of signaling that we don't expect this current level of CapEx investment to be an ongoing number. And that we, as, as we get to that scale of revenue, then that will come down to a, a much lower maintenance level. Okay, thanks, Claire. So um, if that's all the group numbers, I'll now dive into um, to each of our businesses. Well, in fact, I'll, I'll talk through Facilis Group and, and Claire all uh, run through Brand Edition, and then we'll kind of uh, come to some kind of closing statements. Facilis Group is a wonderful business. It's based in North America, and it's a platform that's used by entrepreneurial distributors in the North American promotion products market. And that market overall is about sort of 25 billion in terms of product sales. And, and Facilis Group um, puts a, um, you know, a technology platform above that industry to help um, manage the order workflow and the efficiencies between the supplier, the distributor and the end brand. 
And so all our historic numbers based to date from 2022 back based on Syncor, that order workflow system. So Syncor says there we've got 217 partners, they're businesses, and those businesses average in size about $7.5 million of sales, um, but can be between 2 million and sort of 15 million, even up to 30 million in size. So our partners use our technology to kind of help them grow, help them efficient, and, and help them have great visibility over their organizations. And so the activity going through Syncor, which turns into our revenues looking back, are 200 partners using 100 preferred suppliers. And that's about sort of a million orders producing 1.4 billion of visibility of sales in the industry. That's about 6%. You know, that's kind of a, a lot of understanding that the industry have um, through that number. So if Syncor, you know, helps that efficiency at the back end, then uh, we, for the first time, that investment that Claire's been talking about, uh, you know, we put a product at the front end, an e-commerce platform um, that helps our customers sell to their customers. And that is literally an e-commerce platform. They might host, you know, just one of these stores, but they have most many for their customers in order to help them kind of get more exclusivity between themselves and their end customer and, um, and actually kind of help them sell um, on, on a regular basis. So Commercio links back into Syncor. So it really sort of helps in that efficiency process and helping our clients work efficiently and well. So it gives them more time in selling. Um, but also Commercio can be a standalone product and really increases our addressable market to the really long tail uh, promotional products businesses that are in North America. These numbers are, you know, I think are really impressive and outstanding. It's testament to the team that we're able to produce this. So that first row is about our financial performance on a five-year basis. And you can see even through COVID, you know, the business has grown kind of very well, in fact, on a 20% CAGR basis on revenues over that four-year period. And think of it all really you know, as recurring revenue. You know, it's probably about 95% of recurring revenue that comes through, which we have really good visibility over. Um, that revenue translates at really high proportions into EBITDA. And so it's 54% in 2022. It's been around 50, up to 60% in the period that we're showing here on this slide. But basically kind of 20% KGAR growth of annual recurring revenues. And then sort of on top of that 50% plus in terms of EBITDA, you know, that's a very powerful business. Again, not carrying any working capital. So what we want to do is definitely set a strategy to grow that business. And if we can kind of get it, you know, you see it's doubled in the last four years. If we can get to do that and more of the same, you know, it becomes a very powerful organization. So how is that sort of revenue and EBITDA achieved? And sort of the second row is really sort of these are the measures that help grow Syncor revenues. So growing the number of partners. So at the end of the year, the 31st, we had 217 partners implemented. And that eight is saying those eight more had contracted with us, but yet to actually be implemented before the year end. So again, growing partner numbers, you know, makes this a stronger business. This is our flagship product in Syncor. And so they are quality businesses that are in that 225. And what we'd like to do is grow that again, but also kind of recognizing um, that the strength of the model is in the quality of those partners and those businesses that we interact with. Um, but of the 225, we think there's a, a total market of probably 1,600 um, for this particular type of, of product Syncor. Um, those partners, as they grow, they're growing individually, but they're also growing in terms of number. And that kind of flicks straight onto the GMV. And that goes to that 1.4 billion of revenues that we're now seeing. And that's you know, a huge spend in this market that we can have an influence of where the purchases go for that spend. And that's where we work very closely with a quality group of preferred suppliers, where we're trying to you know, help those preferred suppliers and our partners interact together to get great pricing, great service, and kind of grow together and, and, uh, and support each other's organizations. So those three charts moving in the right direction, 
kind of are, you know, therefore result in the revenue going in the right direction. You know, again, trying to sort of share information, allow investors, you know, and people to make informed decisions about the business. You can see our market opportunity, we think, is really large. At 25 billion of total revenue, and that's generated by you know, over 20,000 different businesses. So right now through Syncor, we're kind of focusing on sort of about 1,600 of those businesses. Um, but really in the market, can we deliver technology to the to the wider piece, which actually grows our obviously grows our addressable market and uh, and can help us get to our aspirations of 50 million of ARR. Our business has been successful. If we index back in terms of the GMV and where that's gone, and through COVID, the industry is now sort of popped above where it was in 2019. But a business with Facilis, and that's again a strength of our partners. If you're selling at 100 in 2018 and now selling 135 in 2022, so that's really nice growth. And with the market share we've taken as well, that 100 has actually doubled. And, and, and Facilis kind of now a market share, which is on the right hand side of uh, just about 6%. Some really nice SaaS metrics underneath there. Our technology subscriptions have had a, a sort of NRR of 110%, meaning without growing customer numbers, we kind of grow the revenues on technology by, uh, by 10%. Customer numbers is the 96% retention, which is, again, very good. We learn, we get better from feedback from our partners and kind of have that NPS of 47%, which, you know, kind of uh, the positive score that kind of relates back into that 96. So some really kind of nice metrics of, of what the actual business uh, is performing us. And, and where's our strategy going? So let's talk about the investment and use of capital. And we are, you know, very much kind of a strategy that we all believe in. Ourselves at Pebble Groove, the team at Facilis are very committed to, you know, rightly very proud of a wonderful business. So at the 1st of January, 2022, we had one product and a very powerful one, that flagship product commercial, and that one income stream um, through investing in, in our kind of, you know, what we believe uh, the market needs and, and would, uh, would, would take from us, investing in, in commercial, which is our e-commerce product, that allows us to um, uh, increase our addressable market you know, to the 20,000 different uh, businesses in here. But what we do with Syncor is a flagship product for really growing and strong organizations in North America. There's a long tail of much smaller businesses, individual entrepreneurs that we believe we can kind of build some technology and offer to them. And we're calling that orders. And so we make a phone call to a distributor of those 20,000. We would like to say to them, we have some technology that we can help your business become more efficient and grow whether that be the flagship product of Syncor, the e-commerce product of Commercio, or the order product to the, the, the kind of smaller entrepreneur in the North American product market. This is how we're trying to increase our addressable markets and increase the number of customers that we can actually interact with. And that's that investment that's going in. And I think if this takes us towards that 50 million of ARR, then the investment that Claire's been talking about um, kind of in the capital expenditure slide becomes extremely good value. But one thing's for sure, we're spending the money. Now, what we've got to prove to everybody is that we can kind of, uh, you know, get up the curve towards that 50 million. And so we always kind of set out, how do we summarize Facilis? Well, it's kind of three goals. Keep Syncor growing with a high quality of US business in North America. Kind of establishing Commercio is now a paid for product in the market. Establishing that as a market leader in the promotional product sector and e-commerce. And then successfully bringing orders out by the end of the year as our third product. And, and it's the sort of snowballing and the acceleration of those three products say, which we uh, hope keeps our growth going in, in a very positive direction. Um, and Claire's going to put it to Brandon. So just, just going back briefly to the business model and the industry model that we talked about, 
couple of slides back on Facilis. So we've got the, you know, the brands on the right hand side who create the demand for the product, suppliers on the left who are generally category specific, and that creates the need for the distributor in the middle. And that's what Brand Edition is, a very large distributor that's working solely under contract with some of the best known brands in the world over a period of time and providing those complex services that are listed there in the middle. So kind of sharing here our five-year results summary for Brand Edition. So again, you know, we kind of shared the KPIs on Facilis. You know, Brand Edition is also a mature and very powerful business. And so what you can see, you know, like in 20, like many products businesses, Brand Edition was affected by COVID. And so demand for our products did slow down. But you can also see that there's that kind of very quick immediate V and recovery in 21 and 22. The team have moved that on again and grown that business again. You know, kind of across that period of time, we've been able to maintain our gross profit margins at 30%, which is where we generally point people and what the team managed to achieve. And throughout that period, being very profitable and cash generative. I think, you know, I've talked about on the previous slide about I was working with some of the best known brands in the world and the, the two pie charts at the bottom are showing, you know, the sectors that we're working in. So we're in uh, beauty, FMCG, technology, transport, engineering, you know, so a really nice spread um, across some amazing brands across all sectors and across all geographies. And then right, you know, the right hand corner is, is showing the results for the year, which were you know, very, very uh, impressive. 15% revenue growth at 30% margins and then 10% EBITDA return. And here again, just trying to give you a bit more of a feel for the opportunity and the addressable market for brand edition. So, we, you know, we've done a piece of work looking at where we can take this business. So looking at kind of businesses across geographies, sectors by number of people and come up with, you know, there's a short list of 800 companies that we think, you know, would really benefit from working with Brand Edition and taking our services. And what happens when we contract with these people is, you know, we've got a great longevity of relationships. So that's average 10 years in our top 20. And that includes some that have been with us for two. So you can see there, there's a real range in the length of relationship, but there's a real longevity to that relationship. And again, like a really positive experience when they're working with Brand Edition, that we get some really um, good feedback and, and, and high NPS scores. And this chat's kind of just trying to bring together like questions that we always get on Brand Edition and really like share its performance and the strength of the business model and the quality of the team there. So we always get what happens if there's inflation or what happens if supply chain or what happens if there's a recession. And so we listed at the end of 19 and you can see along the bottom of that picture in the middle, pretty much everything that could be thrown at Brand Edition has been. But, it, you know, as I'm saying down the, the left hand side, I've got an amazing experienced team there working with the best known brands in the world on a long term basis. We've got a global proposition that, you know, our clients want to engage with. They want us to look after them across Europe, Asia, North America. And we're doing that from offices of substance and we're leading on ESG and tech in brand edition. So when we get in these customers then they're, they're staying with us. So, you know, what have we managed to achieve since since IPO when all these things have been happening? You know, we've grown our revenues 20 percent. We've done that at a consistent 30 percent profit margin we've added and we've added 17 million of new business. So wrapping up for what's our focus for 2023 with Brand Edition, well, it's a contracted business. So we want to hold on to those clients. They're very precious to us. So kind of win, grow, retain, repeat is the mantra. So let's keep all of the clients that we're working with. Let's hold on to them successfully win some new contracts as i've said leading through our esg credentials technology and, and creativity and then make sure that we hang on to those margins and keep working at that 30 points that we've managed to achieve over the historic period and just touching on esg then we'll kind of take through the outlook and go to some questions 
So ESG, we kind of put out our second ESG report, which can be found on our website. And a lot of detail goes into that. A lot of hard work goes into that. And making it you know, a day-to-day part of our business is something that's been important to us from the start. So it's kind of not something that we've had to sort of work hard. I don't feel as though we start from the ground. You know, I feel as though you know, certainly through brand edition, works from the best known brands in the world, you know, where a product comes from, what sustainability story sits behind it, and has been a kind of a big part of a brand edition selling proposition for a long time. And so that neatly now fits under um, uh, ESG, but actually it's kind of been something that business has been doing forever. So doing it properly and making it our own tone of voice and being brave enough to say, actually, this is kind of important to our business. This bit doesn't touch our business. So let's not kind of uh, actually, let's leave that bit alone. Um, you know, I think has been very important. And so doing this properly, you know, doing this over the long term, you know, I've got no doubt, you know, makes us a better business and, and gives us great guidance for how we should be running it. And so there's some detail here of kind of, you know, uh, under the different E, S and G sections, but I say the best way to kind of understand our commitments and our kind of how we involve this in our day-to-day business is to kind of go through our report and accounts, go through our ESG reports, always happy to receive feedback on there, but we have people who walk across the threshold at the door in the business every day and ESG is kind of what they're thinking about and, and what they're kind of making sure is implemented correctly into our organization. And, and really sort of proudly on the right-hand side there, uh, you can see that uh, our business was nominated and actually won uh, an, uh, one of the AIM awards um, for the sort of um, best corporate governance on, on AIM. And, uh, you know, I think um, that is a wide group of people who kind of um, uh, sort of put us forward for that and then vote on that. So that was a really proud moment in terms of the business being recognised for the initiatives that it's actually doing. In terms of how the business has started, I think, you know, we have two super organisations in Facilis and Brand Edition in terms of the culture in the, the organisations, the differentiated strategies and the addressable markets that they can actually grow into. So uh, you know, it's up to us year after year after year to kind of keep proving that and moving our financial direction forward and our strategy forward. But in terms of the start of 2023, you know, it's very much in line with our expectations. And um, as I say, when I you know, sit here in six months time or, or in a year's time, you know, we very much will be consistent to the strategies that we've taken up and, uh, and hope we're further up on the curves on, on each of those strategies. So um, I think that's you know, everything from us. Um, we're really happy to take questions now. And the first question is, you commented that the current CapEx won't be ongoing. What can we expect CapEx to normalise that going forward? Yeah, yeah. So that, that I've tried to share that on that slide 12. Um, and so there's a, a level of CapEx in brand edition. You can see that's been roughly around the 2 million mark um, over the last few years. And I'd expect that to be there. And then what we're pointing to for Facilis Group is um, three million, three million pounds, and so that's for um, that'll be at the fifty million scale revenue, um, and we'll be supporting three products as opposed to the one that we've had historically. You've talked about Facilis having a ninety six percent retention. Why do partners leave? The the main reason that we've had in the past, um, I think, it's twofold really. One is you know these are great businesses that have probably been established for a long time. And there'll be a sort of at some point, the owners and partners of those businesses perhaps want to realize some of the value they created and might sell their organization. And, um, and so that's probably the main reason that happens. When that does happen, we'd like to keep them in the family and, and for them to sell their business to, um, to one of our other partners. And even that actually is part of our attrition. We don't kind of say that as we keep an existing customer. So that happens and that we call that attrition. Or if they're acquired by someone outside of Facilis, then obviously that is as well. So that's the main reason. 
Um, you know, occasionally we bring in a partner that perhaps it might not fit. They might be um, quite small. They might not be buying um, enough from the preferred supplier network. And so it might not exactly suit them. But, you know, a 96% customer acquisition rate we think is really strong. We kind of will work and continue to work very hard at keeping that. Um, but that acquisition and perhaps something's not small is probably two main reasons. And the UK and US interest rates have gone up again today. Does this concern you? So I think we always need to kind of be aware of the wider you know, economic um, environment. As Claire showed on Brand Edition, there's been a lot thrown at Brand Edition, but, you know, kind of the group generally, Facilis is very much included in that as well, um, over the three years that we've been listed. And I think um, if, you know, I am an investor, you know, in, in Pebble, but if I'm thinking about an investment in Pebble, I go, well, actually, I'm worried about something that happens in three months' time and what might happen. So if I'm a three-month investor, I kind of probably might be slightly concerned about interest rates or recession or what might happen. But I think if I'm a, a kind of one-year, two-year, three-year investor in the business, then I think the strategy we have on Facilis, the way that Brand Edition kind of continues to retain and grow and kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's disruption as kind of, you know, the, the, the example Claire showed you there where, you know, kind of customers stay with us, the business kind of continues to grow with new customers. So if I take that, sort of one year, two year view, you know, then I am an investor and I'm obviously a buyer. And a related question, which you may feel you've already answered, are marketing budgets holding up during these increasingly challenging global economic conditions? Yeah, as I say, we've been through quite a lot and, you know, it's kind of, you know, I suppose when we show that brand edition slide next year, we might just kind of show it a little bit further, but we'd still expect our, you know, our guidance in the market and, and that's, we have some of that publicly available now through Edison. And, uh, and our website. So um, the guidance in the market, we're comfortable with where we sit today. Um, brand edition is well spread in terms of sectors, like Claire said. And, uh, and so that spread of, of, of sectors, I think, helps us in terms of kind of weather some of those storms, as does the geographic side. So I think you know, our, our line was in the outlook um, uh, marketing budget in terms of our expectation, you know, the 2023 has started within that management expectation. And what's the strategy for accessing the market at Facilis? How do you market the products? And will the approach differ between the three offers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certainly, you know, so for the first time, I think what's really exciting is that if we have an engagement with any distributor in the promotion product sector in North America, we will have a product that would be of use to them, you know, that they could. So we can actually now any conversation we can sell, there is something that would kind of help their business become more efficient, help their business sell. Um, but obviously, sort of uh, the, the products are quite different because they're uh, uh, towards different markets. So, so Syncor, you know, is asking a business to change, you know, sort of take out all the systems they have to get uh, to, to now and put something else in new. So that is, you know, more sophisticated selling some terms in terms of um, you know, kind of taking away the processes and procedures you have now and putting new ones in. And so that might have a little longer lifestyle uh, life cycle. And also in terms of, you know, making sure, you know, we're experts in their business, you know, from the promotional products market of um, Brand Edition and, and Pebble Group. So we understand their pain points and helping them demonstrate how our technology gets over those pain points is a big part of, um, of getting people across the line on Syncor. Um, there's a bit more of a volume sell going on on orders and then commercio. And so the teams work very closely together, but there are separate teams. And, 
And, and if we try and, you know, we're expecting to sell a commercial product, we might end up selling sync or, or we might end up selling orders. But I think that kind of, there is a slightly different sell. And, uh, you know, our investment into that sales and marketing will be, you know, very important in, um, in, in making sure we kind of are successful in selling all three of them. And how are you pricing Commercio? So the, the easiest thing to do is look at commercio.com. You know, that kind of demonstrates the product as well as the pricing as well. Um, but in summary, we charge uh, $200 a month um, to have access to Commercio. And then it will be $100 per month per store. And, um, and so the number of stores each customer does, as well as the number of customers, will have a big impact um, in terms of the success, the commercial success of that product. And say so that's, um, that's available for you to see. And, uh, you know, um, analysts ask us that question again. And, and through commercio.com, you can view the product, uh, trial it, and, um, and hopefully pay for it with lots of stores. And are you seeing any change in the type of promotional products being used by your customers? So more or less sophisticated products, and does it affect margins? I think I said at the beginning, I've been here for 20-something years, and, and definitely the product quality has, has improved. You know, kind of, it's, I would say, much more retail quality. Um, people do want you to keep that product and reuse again and again and again. That is the idea behind promotional products. And so um, so I think that product quality towards retail, definitely. And, and I think increasingly, certainly for the customers that Brand Edition are interacting with, you know, the sustainability story, does it fit with their values around ESG? I think that you know, is definitely a train that's left the station and leading in that area will support Brand Edition growth. Um, in, in terms of margins, Certainly, again, I kind of focus on the brand edition, which is that the business selling product. Um, we always point people to 30% on a blended basis. And um, obviously, that has a bandwidth around it. But overall, 30% is what we can think we, is the right number. Um, that is our customers um, willing to pay um, a margin that values the services we bring, um, but also kind of willing to sort of retain us and, and, and gives us an amount of profit as well that we believe, we believe is reasonable for the work that we do. So... I don't think it does change the margin. You know, we will always point as brand addition to a 30% gross profit margin. And are supply chain issues still affecting the business or have they largely been overcome? It's hard to say if we've just become immune to everything being thrown at us, actually, because, you know, um, Brexit was a, a big disruption and continues to be much more you know, inefficient than, you know, in terms of moving product than it ever was. Um, followed by that was freight capacity, freight rate increase. Um, supply chain challenges um, coming out of China, and then um, and then sort of inflation and even currency. So I think we kind of I'm not sure that becomes the new normal, but we kind of we that Claire talked about the quality of the team, um, the depth of relationship with customers and suppliers, and um, you know I think it allows us to deal with whatever gets thrown at us. So um, uh, you know it has been you know a fairly tough ride. But the quality of both Facilis and Brand Edition, if you look on the top and the way the business has continued to develop, you know, I think is a reflection of, you know, the people, their hard work and, um, and you know, kind of the position of the organisation. And how do you handle currency fluctuations? Yeah, so, so there's kind of two, two points that really impact the group. We've got the, the translational, we've got our businesses in the US, Brand Edition US and Facilis. So we get the translational impact there. That's down at, you know, profit operating profit level. Um, so that, that that is part of the you know part of the the group's numbers, and then uh, in brand addition, if we are uh, buying product directly in the Far East where we're purchasing that in dollars, then we hedge that at spot at the point that the uh, 
the orders placed so we protect our margins that way or same if we are invoicing in euro out of the uk company then again we'll we'll hedge that forward and, and protect our margins for when we know that we're collecting that cash can you tell us a little bit about the otcqx listing and will it help with liquidity yeah, so it's so it's not a listing. We still listed on AIM. It is actually it's a trading platform, and our intention there was to just help our um, employees, partners, suppliers, you know, people interested in our business, help them, give them an, an opportunity to buy our shares. So it's literally it's a trading platform. You know, it, it will be as easy to buy shares if you are a US based investor um, as it is for a UK the UK team. And can you just clarify, does that mean that it will not or it will be dual listed? No, no. So it's not a dual listing. We are only listed on AIM. It, OTCQX is just a platform that will help people buy the shares that are listed on AIM. Tremendous. Thank you very much. And that's the end of questions. Chris, do you have any closing remarks? Um, yeah, I think, as always, it's a great opportunity for me to say thank you to the team. So our results have kind of, uh, you know, I think have moved forward again. Uh, that doesn't happen by accident. You know, it's some talented people, um, you know, working on, you know, really kind of clear strategies and working extremely hard. And the combination of those things kind of what brings our results out. So it's thank you to them. You know, thank you for your time, for your interest in the group. And, uh, you know, we will you know, keep our strategy consistent. We'll be ambitious for the business and uh, we'll do this all again in six months time. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.